Today's daf is Nidorim daf Nunhei. We are at the Mishnah, at the very top of daf Nunhei Amid Aleph. Today's daf is being learned Le'ilu Nishmas Chaim Eloza Ben Yabodol Chaim Rabshim Shenarye and Le'ilu Nishmas Golda Shifra Bas Rab Yeshua Eliezer. So yesterday we began a new parak, the seventh parak of Masechtis Nidorim, parak Hanoidim in Ayerik, which begins with a technical halacha, Hanoidim in Ayerik. Does it include Deluin, gourds, or does it not include Deluin? Today's daf is going to begin with a Mishnah that's me'inyin le'inyin ba'oisa inyin, not someone that's noidem in ayerek, but rather someone that's noidem min hadogon. It's up to Mishnah. Noidem min hadogon. If somebody makes a nether, he will not have anor from dogon. Asur bepul hamitzri yavesh divrei rameir. Says rameir, included in his nether is that he's not allowed to have anor from a dry Egyptian being. The Chachamim the Chachamim argue, and they say that someone that's noidim in Adogan ain't a Yasser El He only can have Hana from the five grains. So, loosely translated, Dogon means grain. In the eyes of Chazal, there were five types of grains. It's Nogeya, the Bracha of Boyrimine Mezoinois, it's Nogeya, the Halachis of Matzah. So there's a very, very specific definition to the word dogon. And it's for that reason that the Chachamim say that if someone's noider min ha-dogon, he's only yasser be-chamesh Meaning the Lashem b'nei adon of dogon mirrors what Chazal defined dogon as being. And as a result, the nether is exclusive to the five minei dogon. Rameir argued, Rameir said that noider min ha-dogon does not mean exclusively the chameshes minei dogon. Rather, it's more inclusive. In fact, it even includes pul ha-mitzriyavish. Now, Rameir's Lashen is asr be-pul ha-mitzriyavish, which would imply that it's only coming to add pul ha-mitzriyavish. But as we'll see from the safe of the Mishnah and from the Gemara, that's Napshan Rameir. Rather, Rameir holds that Dogon is actually a very inclusive term in the world of Lashem Bnei Adam, L'Rabois even Pul HaMitzri Yavish. Zok the Mishnah Vayit, Rameir, Rameir says, If somebody makes a nether, he won't have enough from Tfuah. There he agrees that the nether only includes the Chamesh HaSaminim. But Rameir says, that if somebody would be noider from Dogon, he would be Aser in everything, the only thing he would not be usher from are one peyrasilam, fruit that grow on a tree, or your rockies or vegetables. So it's from the second Rameir where you see clearly what Rameir meant in the Rasha, and that is someone that's noidem and adogon, according to Rameir, is usher in everything, even Pulamitsriyavish. But he's usher in everything. The only thing he's mutter in are Pirasilon and Yurakis, the Chachamim argue, the Chachamim say that someone that's noidem and adogon is only usher, the Chameshes Hamin. Now we said that. Pshad in the Chachamim, why Dogon would mean the Chamesh Saminim is obvious because in Lashen Chazal, that's what Dogon is. So you would think in Lashen Bnei Yadon, it should be the same thing. What's the Svarah behind Shittas Rameir? Now, to be clear, you don't really need a Svarah. If people use the word Dogon to refer to everything with the exception of Perus Ilan and Yoroka, is then as I is. But at the same time, there's probably a rationale, there's a method to this concept. So, what is it? So the Ran speaks out, and it'll be very clear in this next Gemara that we're going to learn, hence the segue. The word Dogon literally means a pile. Now, it's used loosely to describe grain. 
But really what it means is a pile. And the reason we use the word pile to describe grain is because once upon a time, the farmers and the granaries, what they would do is they would take the grains that they had and they would heap it into a pile, then they would smoothen it. This has significance in the laws of Chumas and Maestris. That's considered the Gemar Malacha of Tfua. That's when the Chi of Chumas and Maestris goes into effect Midai Raisa. But the literal definition of the word Dogon actually means these piles where the grains were smoothed out. It's for that reason, Rameir held, that when people would use the word Dogon, what they really meant was not only the grains, as in things that you would make a Barimine Mezoinus and a Things which you'd be and things with which you'd be able to be But rather, they meant anything that grew in a field that the Gemar Malacha was, but they would bring it together in a pile and they would smoothen it out. So the point is that Rameyer's which of course is Lashem Adam, but it's based on understanding the etymology of the word Dogon, why Dogon is used to describe grains. When you get that, you can understand why Anoidim and Adagon is also not only in the grains, but it's also even the Pula Mitzriyavish. Either way, with that, Akdama says the Gemara, maybe the Dogon called the Midgan Nashma. Meaning, you mean to say that whenever we say the word Dogon, Rameir holds, that doesn't mean only grains, but it means called the Midgan. Master Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef asked the Kasha from a Pasik in Divrei Yaman Beis. Now, the Gemara, this is Lashin Adar Mashona, is going to bring parts of the Pasik, so it's Kedai to just look to the side of the Gemara and see the Pasik in its entirety. It says, Ukefreitz Hadavar. Now the context over there is it was in the time of Chizkiyoh HaMelech and the Yidden had been lax in Trumas of Maestras, which was something that would repeat itself throughout history, hence Mesech Tizdmaid, and the Oretz were always Nichshol, they were always people that were Chashur and not being careful in the world of Trumas of Maestras. So that's what's taking place at that time where Chizkiyoh was the Melech and he made a Takonah. He said from now on, I want to oversee, I want governance over all Trumas and Maestras, okay? What you're going to do is you're going to take your Trumas and Maestras, you're going to bring it to the base of Mikdash, and the Kayanim are going to make sure that you're doing what it is you're supposed to do, which is not something you're obligated to do. Trumas and Maestras, you can go to your neighbor, that's a Kayan, your Levi, that's a Levi, and give him whatever you want to give him. But as a Takona, to somehow strengthen what was a problem at the time, that was what he said. So the, Rabbi Yosef was being medayik to Loshainas. The Pasuk says, Hirbu B'nei Yisrael, Reish's Dagon, they brought their Dagon, Tiroish, Yitzar, Dvash, Vecholt Fuas Hasada. So they brought the Dagon, they brought the Tiroish, the Yitzar, the Dvash, and they brought the Tfuas Hasada. What's the Kasha? The E Amrit Dagon called the Midgun Mash. If you're going to tell me that the word Dagon means called the Midgun, the way Rameir understands the word, Maikifreitz Hadover, Hirbu, and the way the Ran learns the Gemara, it's not from the beginning of the Pasuk, Maike Freud Sadova Hirbu, but it's really of a Hulu, the end of the Pasuk. It says, V'chot Fuas Asada, meaning once we say Dogon, that means everything. So if it means everything, why would the Pasuk have to now add Tfuas Asada? Isn't Tfuas Asada included in everything? I'm Rabbayas, Rabbayas, Lassuya, Peris, Signal Vayarek, no. Tfuas Asada doesn't mean everything, because even Rameir that says, Anoidim and Adogon is Asr and everything, but you have to read in not such fine print. He said, Mutabe Peris, Ilan, Ubayarek. So those things are not included in the word dogon. Tfuas Hasada is Marba, even Peirasi Elon and Yarek. Now this Gemara needs to be understood a little bit because the theme of all these Gemaras that we're learning is that when you learn a Dharam, it's all about the Lashem Bnei Adam. So Rabbi Yosef is asking Akasha from Apostle Kedivri Ayom and Beis, how could you Rameir say Hanoidim and Adogon is Osir and everything? You see from that Pasuk that when the Pasuk says Reish is Dogon, it doesn't mean everything. Because right afterwards it says Tfuas Asada. And he had to say a whole Peretz, 
posh the terrors. But still, what's the employment? What's the VH Loimar? This is a Sugya Lashem Neyadam. So again, this is a, a, a question that seems to repeat itself again and again, something that, as Hashem, we're a we have to revisit at some point. So the Mishnah had a Reisha and a Seifa. The Reisha was discussing Hanoidim and Adagon, and the Seifa was talking about Hanoidim and Atfua. Hanoidim and Adagon, Machloikis Rameir and the Chacham. According to the Chachamim, Eino Yasser Elba Chamesh Saminim. According to Rameir, Yasser and everything, even Pula Mitzri Yavish, with the exception of Perus Ilan and Yerobis. The second halacha that the Mishnah talked about was Hanoidim and Atfua. There, the Mishnah only mentions Rameir. Rameir Oimer. Hanoidim and Atfua, Eino Yasser Elba Mechamesh Saminim. What do the Chachamim hold regarding Hanoidim and Atfua? It doesn't say. It says the Gemara, Am Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan felt that he needed to be Mefarish the Mishnah. He said, Everybody agrees, meaning not only Rameir, even the Chachamim agree, that when someone's Noidim and Atfu, that you're only going to be Asr from Chamesh Saminim. The way the Ran explains, even though in the Mishnah it sounds like it's only Rameir, so you could have thought that the Chachamim Achayluk were Rameir, Kamash Malan, Rabbi Yochanan, that no, everyone's Moida, the Chachamim are going to be Moida to Rameir. Them. Everyone agrees, even the Chachamim, that if someone's Noidim and Atfu, you're only going to be Aser from the Heiminim. Says the Gemara Pshita. Isn't it obvious? Why is it obvious? Because Madach the Chachamim hold that Hanoidim and Adogon is only Aser Bechamesh Saminim. We're a mayor holds that really you Aser in everything. So certainly Hanoidim and Atfu, where even a mayor holds you only Aser Bechamesh Saminim. The Chachamim should hold that you're Aser in everything. So the Gemara says, Madotema, I would have thought. I would have thought that maybe it's different. Dogon luchod and tfuah luchod. Dogon means chameshes aminim, but tfuah means everything. Kamash malon. That's the chiddush. The loy mashma komili. That no, it doesn't mean everything. And just like the chachamim hold that anoyd v'na dogon, you're only yosef v'chameshes aminim. So to anoyd v'na tfuah means only that you're going to be yosef v'chameshes aminim. Now, why would there have been a havamina that tfuah should mean everything? So pasha, you could say. And really, it's a segue to the next gemara because we just saw. That the pasuk ayamim that said the chol tfuas sada was the rabbis according to Rameir, even what dogon was a marva, which means even peres Ilan and yerakli. So you see tfuas asada means everything. So if tfuas asada means everything. The word tfua maybe means everything as well. The Rand says something else. The Rand says that the havamina was based on the targum of the word tfua. The Rand says if you look at the targum unculus on the word tfua, it says alalto. And the Gemara is about to say that the word alalta means everything. So if the targum of the word tfua means everything, so you would think tfua also means everything. Either way, that's why Rabbi Yochanan and Etzatanya Namihachi had to speak out that it's not only Rameir that holds, that Anoidim and Atfua is Aser only Bechamesh Samin, but the Chachamim agreed to this as well. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef asked the Kasha, Ukefreitz Hadabe Hirbu Bnei Yisrael Vechulu, and the punchline is 100% in the Vechulu. And what is the Kasha? It's from the words Vechal Tfua Sada, which we said in the previous Gemara means, the rabbis even Paris Ilan and even Yerachis. How could you tell me Anoidim and Atfua? Means only chamesh saminim. You see from that pasuk that tfuas sada means lerabba is everything. This was one of the biurim we said in the havamina of why you would think that anoider minatfuah should be aser and everything. Kamash malon. Rabbi Yosef saying I don't understand the kamash malon. You had a havamina based on a pasuk of How exactly are you knocking out that havamina? Amr Rava Rava said tfuah lechud and tfuas sada lechud. You have to say there's enough gemida between the word tfuah and the word. That's only Someone's noyder from Tfuasada. That is the rabbis everything. A story that is going to take us onto Amid Beis, and a story like a lot of the stories here in Masechet Nedarim is going to give us a classic, which is going to 
bring us some raid that Be'ezus Hashem we're going to talk about tomorrow. Zok to Gemara. Bar Mar Shmuel. Bar, the son of, Sh- the, or the son of Mar Shmuel, Pocket, he left in his Sava, the Lisnun, Tlesa Alfis Uzidorava, Min Alauta de Naharpanya. See, Rona's Sava as follows. I want you to take from my assets and I want you to give a very, very large gift to Rava. Okay, how large? Tlaser Alfi Zuzi. It should be worth 13,000 Zuzi. But here was the Knech. He said, I want you to take it from the Alauta that I own in Nahar Panya. So apparently he had a grace of Geshefte in Nahar Panya. But he wanted that the money that's given should go specifically from the Alauta. And the question was, what exactly does Alauta mean? Says the Gemara, Shalcha, Rav, the Kamei, Rav Yosef. So Rav is the beneficiary of this gift. So he sent to his grace Rebbe Rav Yosef, Alauta Hechim Mikario. What's the title of the word Alauta? I'm Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef said, Masnisane. And really, the right here is Masnisane. It's not a Mishnah, it's a Brice. The Brice we just learned. If someone's Noidim and Atfu, so Ramir said in the Mishnah, Yaasa Bechamesh Saminim. The Brice said, the Gemara's quoting the Brice, not the Mishnah. Vishavin, that everybody agrees. That was the Tanya Namihachi. It's not only Ramir that holds that way, everybody holds that way. That if someone's Noidim and Atfu, he's Aser, only Bechamesh Saminim. What's the Targum of the word Tfuah? It's Alalta. Rabbi Yosef was the famous Baki in Targum. I mean, anyone that does Shnai Mikuvach a Targum can know this, but Kedem a Targum Rabbi Yosef. So he says, I know Targum. And the Targum of the word Tfuah is Alalta. And Anoidim and Atfuah, everybody holds, is only Yasser, Bechameshes Haminim, in Lashem Bnei Adam. Tzavois certainly go based on Lashem Bnei Adam. So if that's the case, it's Pashit. The halacha is, you can give him $13,000 worth of chamesh zaminim. It's a lot of barley. But the point is, you can't just start giving him a zoom in. These are not things you can give him because that was the tzavah. Mitzvah Lekayim Divri Ames is specifically as it relates to Allah. So Rabbi Yosef said what Rabbi Yosef said. And Abaya, of course, was there. And Abaya told Rabbi Yosef, me, dummy. No, you can't compare. Tfu, When somebody's noidim and not tfu, he means the chamesh zaminim. But Allah to call me limashma. But Allah to means everything else. Now you can Ask me a kasha, alaut is the targum on the word fool. What's the answer? So it's true, in a perfect sense, that's the way it should be. But we're learning sugis of Lashem Bnei Adam. And in the world of Lashem Bnei Adam, Abayah said that I understand where you're coming from, Rebbe. But at the end of the day, we're dealing with a suya of Lashem Bnei Adam. And in the world of Lashem Bnei Adam, there's a chilek between Tfuah and a chilek between alaut. I had ruled the Kameh, the Ravah. They sent back to Rava this whole exchange, what Rabbi Yosef said, and what Abaya had added to what Rabbi Yosef said. Omar, so Rava said as follows, It seems that the Rebbe Rabbi Yosef didn't really understand my question, meaning I never sent a Shaila what Alauta means. I knew what Alauta means, meaning I knew that it means everything, like Abaya said, not like Rabbi Yosef said it. So what then was his question? What did he send to Shiloh? My question was as follows. So apparently, Bar Mar Shmuel in Nahar Panya had a lot of business. And one of the things he owned was houses and he owned boats. And he used to rent them out and he used to generate a lot of income. And his question was, can he take his Tlaser Al-Fizuzi from the income that was generated by the rental income of the houses and of the boats? Why not? If Alauta's mashma everything, so why should it not include this income? His question was, me and do we say, even the pachson, lava laltahi? Being that a house and a boat, as you use them, they depreciate in value. So although they generate income, but the underlying asset is depreciating. 
comes with a little bit of an invoice. The income that's generated is offset. And as a result, he said, maybe that's not a lalta. As if to say the word alalta means pure profit that comes with no invoice. But being that over here, it does depreciate, so maybe that's not the taich of the word alalta. Or being that the pras, this depreciation, is not recognizable. What does that mean? So if you look in Toysvah, Toysvah says, Pirish, a ma'at ma'at man meruba. Happens very slowly, happens over a very long, extended period of time. So it could be alaltahi. Maybe it would be considered alalta. So Rav said, no, no, no. I knew alalta is not tfua. And I have that, even though alalta is the target of the word tfua, but tfua lukhara alalta. Wasn't my shy? I can't believe this is what everybody was discussing. I wanted to know something very, very specifically. Does it include all the rental income? It does not include the rental income. So the so they came, the Rabban, and they told Rabbi Yosef, they says, you know, we just received another telegram from Rava. Rava seemed to have clarified the Shiloh. Oh, Master, Rabbi Yosef heard this, he was a shtickle disappointed. He said, means he didn't really need to know what the word Alalta means. So why did he send me a Shiloh as if he did want to know what the word Alalta means? Like, why would he have done this to me? It feels inappropriate. And the Gemara says, Ikbid Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef had Akbeda. He was posh Ikbid, he was very upset. Rav was his Talmud, and he felt that Rav was setting him up a little bit. Of course, in light of the history of Rabbi Yosef and his choyli and everything, maybe we could appreciate it a little bit better. I don't want to, uh, not to speculate, but the point is, Rabbi Yosef was like, but that the Gemara does say. So the Gemara says, Shama Rav. Rav heard that his Rebbe Rabbi Yosef was upset at him. He waited for Erev Yom Kippur, and he went to ask Mechila by his Rebbe. It's interesting, incidentally, why do you wait until Erev Yom Kippur? Now, of course, Erev Yom Kippur, you're supposed to ask Mechila, but you would think that's like B'diyevet. Like, if he didn't ask the whole year, so wait at Erev Yom Kippur. Rav waited to Erev Yom Kippur, and this is when he went to his Rebbe. Take a little Tzorich beer. Either way, so he goes to his Rebbe, Rabbi and when he walked in, he saw Rabbi Yosef's gabba. He was mixing a glass of wine. So mazik doesn't mean pouring a glass of wine, that too. But what it means is he was mixing wine, because in the old days, they would cut the wine. It was too thick to drink. So they would add water, and different people had different proportions. So what do we know about Rava? Rava was the one who said, and there's countless gemaras and chas that seem to associate Rava and Yayin. So Rava says to the Gabba of Rav Yosef, Give it to me. I want to be the one that's going to mix the wine. So Rava's mixing the wine. And he gave it to his Rabbi Rav Yosef. When Rav Yosef started drinking the wine, Omar, he said, This tastes like the wine that Rava Breda Rav Yosef used to prepare. Now, how did Rabbi Yosef Baruch Now, how did Rabbi Yosef not know that he was Rava? Because Rabbi Yosef was a saginar, so he didn't see him. But when he tasted the wine, he said, "This tastes like the wine of Rava." On my lace, Rava said, "Who knew? That's exactly who I am." On my lace, Rabbi Yosef told Rava, "Like taste of a karech, pirusha milsa." I don't want you to sit down until you explain to me the following pasuk. What's pshan the pasuk that says umi midbar matano? If a person makes himself like a midbar, which is hefka to everybody, the midbar is hefka. So, if a person makes himself like a midbar, he's going to get tired by maton. When a person gets tired by maton, he gets it by tired 
Meaning, a matana, a person can lose. The Chesam Soifer says, a matana could be amanas lahachser also. But this matana is not amanas lahachser. It's nachli kel. The person's going to have it be a rusha. Meaning, he's going to have the matana forever. Shenemar, umi matana nachliya. Vekimish nachli kel. When a person gets a benachlo, oilo ligdulo. He's going to be oilo ligdulo. Shenemar, umi nachliya obamois. Vimigbiya atzmoi. If, however, this person makes himself a balgaiva once he's oilo ligdulo, kodesh baruchu mashpiloi, David is going to knock him down. Shenemar, Umibomois hage. Gay is like a valley. You're going to go from the from the high all the way to the level. And not just that. If a person falls, you can end up being tifaran in the karka. And if you look at the Mefarish on the bottom of the page, the last Mefarish, just like you clap against the Mashkoy, so, so too he's going to be sunk into the ground. If, however, this person ends up doing tshuva, HaKadosh Baruch is going to lift him back up. The Ran says this Pasuk is not in the same Pasuk as all the other words. This is actually in Yeshaya, Parak Men, those are Psukim and Parashas Chukas, but it's Me'inu Le'inyan. You see at the end of the day, Kol Ge'i that if somebody gets pushed down, you can get lifted back up, and that's why the Gemara's a postscript is bringing this over here. So the Gemara tells this interesting story that took place between Rav and Rav Yosef, where Rav sent Rav Yosef a Shiloh, which is related to Ardaf. What does the word Alalta mean? It's the Targum of Tfua. Tfua means Chamesh Saminim. In Lashem and Yadam, you would have thought that Alalta means the same thing. And then Rav came, Erev Yom Kippur. This is all taking place. Mamish by the, by the Suda of Erev Yom Kippur. He walks into Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef feels that he has to teach his Talmud to give him some Musr. And the way he gave him Musr was, don't sit down until you tell me Pshat in this Pasuk. And he gives us the epic Pshat of when a person when you get tired of matana, you don't forget it, it's not chlekel, and not just that, but if a person becomes a Balgaivi, he ends up losing everything, and not just that, he fools Tifanan and dead, right? That's basically what he told him. So, of course, the Gemara itself is Ene Yoyme Eladushuni, and Matz Hashem will dash in it a little bit tomorrow. But just Pashup Shat, the Ran says that what was going on here, in the last Ran on Nunheya Medalev, Nishavin Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef was trying to teach a lesson to Rava, Lahazer Rava Shiehishval Ruch he was teaching him how important it is to have the Midas Anova, because that's part of this Musa Shmuz, is, is how careful a person has to be with Gaiv and Anov, and he felt, it sounds like, Rav Shailah, which ultimately caused an Ikbid Rav Yosef, it came from a lack of Midas Anova. And that's what Yosef was coming to teach Rav. If somebody makes a nether, that he won't have Anov from Dogon, which was the words with which we began today is not. So in our Mishnah, it's a machloikis, Rameyer and the Chacham. Chachamim say, you're only in the Chamesh Saminim. Rameyer said, no, everything, even Pula Mitzri Yovich, with the exception of Paris Elan and Yorogis. What does the Brisa say? Aser af Pula Mitzri Yovich, you're even in Pula Mitzri Yovich, umutter, however, belach, Pula Mitzri Lach is mutter, umutter ba'oyres, you could eat oyres, which is rice, bechilka betargus betisni. This is all examples of wheat, but where they're cut. So the Ran says, Chilka is where you cut the wheat into two, Targus is three, and Tisni is four. Bottom line, what does the Brisa say? That if someone's not even a Dogon, you ask, sir, even in Pula Mitzri Yavish, there's only a few things that you're muttering. Who then must the Tan of the Brisa be, Zokteran? The Tan of the Brisa is Verameir Ketani. Let's go and coin to Rameir in our Mishnah. Another Brisa. Anoidim Repairs Hashanah. If somebody makes a nether, that he won't have Hanah from Peirois Hashanah. 
Us bechol peiros hashana. He's not allowed to have anah from all the peiros that grow this year. Umuta begedayim ubetlan. However, he could have anah from the tzigin, right? From all the goats and the sheep. Ubecholav and the milk. Ubebeitzim and the eggs. Ubegoyzalos and the birds. What's the chiddush? You could have thought these are also peiros. End of the day, it's fruit. It's income, right? Peiros very often means income. He means corn, he means apples, he means literally But let's say he doesn't say peris. He says the word gidule, anything that grows, anything that, that is earned, then Then you're gonna be awesome all the aforementioned things. If somebody makes that they won't have enough from Paris arts, He's not allowed to have enough from all Paris However, he's allowed to have enough from mushrooms and from truffles. Those things are not considered Paris arts. If, however, he would say not Paris Aretz, but Gidule Karka, very similar, very nuanced, and then you'd be also even the Kmeim Upitris. Is that true? So you're telling me that Kmeim and Pitris are Gidule Karka. For me, I'll ask you a question. If somebody eats something that's not Gidule Maris, it doesn't grow from the ground. You have to make a bracha. What bracha do you make? That's what we're talking about. Oimer says, You make a shahakal on Kmeim Upitrius. Now, if it's considered Gedulei Karka, then why do you make a shahakal on Yabitvari? You should make a Bayer Priyadama. Aldover She'en Gedulei Minaaret is when you make a shahakal on Yabitvari. Meaning, if you make a shakal on Kmeim Upitrius, it means it's a Dover She'en Gedulei Minaaret. Yet, the Bryce says, if someone's neither from Gedulei Karka, like Karka and Aretz mean the same thing, so if someone is neither from Gedulei Karka, your awesome Kmeim Epitriots had his Deshtim, Am Rabbayas, Abayas said, you have to say the Kmeim Epitriots a little bit they're Gedulei Aretz and a little bit they're not Gedulei Aretz. Mir Barav they grow from the ground. However, Menek Me'avira Yanke, but they get their Yanika from the Avra, Voloi Me'ara, and not from the ground. So Kmeim Epitriots, they don't have to be attached to the ground in order to thrive. However, the Yanika that they have comes from the ground. So the unique comes from the ground up into the aver, and they chop it from the aver, so to speak. So it's for that reason that they are gedulei karka, and that's why they're going to be asabekulam. But at the same time, they're also not gedulei arts. But the Gemara says it's we still didn't answer the stira, meaning it's a clearer picture of exactly how kmeim and pitrius are cultivated. But still, at the end of the day, vaktani al davar she'en gedulei minaaretz. It's still a stira because the Mishnah in Brachis that talks about what brach you make on kmeim and pitrius says davar she'en gedulei minaaretz, and the Brisa here in the Darim that says also kmeim and pitrius said davar she'gedulei. Karka. So, Gedulei Karka, Gedulei is the same thing, and here it includes Kameim and Pitrius, here it doesn't include Kameim and Pitrius, meaning, how do you answer the Kasha? Someone says, Tony, you're right, you have to tweak the Lashon of the Mishnah, when the Mishnah in Brachis says that you make a Shahakal for something that's not from the Aretz, it's not a Dover She'en Gedulei Minaretz, but it's rather a Dover She'en Yoinek Minaretz, that's the point. So, Kameim and Pitrius are Gedulei Aretz, and it's for that reason, if someone is neither from Gedulei Karka, He'll be also became a pitchers. However, it's not yoinek minaretz, and because it's not yoinek minaretz, and the rule when it comes to berachas anenin is that something that's yoinek minaretz, you make a boire pre ha'adama. If not, you make a shakal ni'abedvare. That's why at the end of the day, kmei mepitchers are going to be considered a davar she'ein yoinek minaretz, and you're going to make a shakal ni'abedvare. One more mishnah. So if somebody makes a neder, he won't have hanav from aksos. Again, this is all me'inyan le'inyan. Hanoidim min ha'yerek, hanoidim min ha'dogon. The next mission is hanoidim min aksos. So the loch is, you're not allowed to wear a baguette, right? You can't have hanav from a baguette. However, mutabesak, you can put on sackcloth, 
curtains. So if you want to put on these big things that are going to keep you warm, and I guess bidiyevet, if you're bound by some koinim that you shouldn't have made, in theory, you can wear this, because at the end of the day, it's not a ksos. I mean that it's not a ksos. So therefore, you can wear all these things. Somebody makes another, I won't allow tzemer to go on my body. What it means is a beggar that's made of tzemer. But if you want to take gizei tzemer, big bundles of tzemer, and you want to put it on you, what if somebody would say the same thing as it relates to pishton? You wouldn't be able to wear a beggar that's made of pishton. But if you want to put on bundles of pishton, that's fine. This says, Anytime a person makes a nether from tzemer or pishton, you have to look at the circumstances of the neither. Meaning, let's say a person was carrying tzemer or pishton. And he was schwitzing. And he smelled. Omar, and he said, And then he made such a nether. Then Then he'd be able to wear the bag and he wouldn't be able to schlep it. Meaning, it's pretty obvious what this man is thinking. What's going through his mind right now? He's schlipping, he, he smells, his nishkishmat. And he made a nether. So probably the nether is for what it is he's doing. What's he doing? He's schlepping. Oh, so the nether means schlepping. If a person, let's say, is wearing something very, very heavy and it's a very hot day and he makes his coin, I'm never putting on a wool baggage again. Obviously, he means wearing it. It doesn't mean schlepping it. Rabbi Huda says that you can't just broadly say that this is what the words mean. You really have to drill down a little better at what's going on to be able to determine what this person was probably thinking when he made this net. Tanya, Abraisa, that's going to elaborate a little bit on the technical halachas of our Mishnah. And if somebody makes a net, they won't have enough from Aksos. So he's allowed have enough from the three things mentioned in the Mishnah the sacks, the curtains, the tablecloths. He's not let have from a punda and a peskia, which are types of belts. Ubeskurtia, the Gemara is going to say that's a leather shirt. Ubekatavlia, which is also some sort of beggar that was made of leather. Bampalia, certain types of shoes. Ubeplinia, the the Mephorish says our undergarments, Mechnasayim, our pants, Vikoiva is a hat. So all these things are usr. It's all included in a noidem and axos. My escorti, what exactly is escorti? It's a kusoynes, it's a beged, it's a shirt that's made out of leather. Tanya, another b'raisa. Yoitzin, besak ava, ubesagos ava. So this b'raisa is a teisefto, and it's in the sixth parak of Mesech de Shabbos, which is discussing the laws of Yitzah. And the price over there is dealing with what type of begotten is a person allowed to wear in Shabbos, because it's not considered Yitzah, and what type of begotten can a person not wear in Shabbos, because it would be considered Yitzah. So the price says a person can wear a sack, a sack out of it's like a thick, a thick sack, which is even a thicker sack. You can wear these things, but if it's raining, you can't walk out wearing a box. That's your baguette. You can't be wearing a, a mat, even if it's raining. I mean, you can't say, This is my raincoat. I don't want to get my suit wet. So I decided to walk out in a box. That's not something that you're allowed to do. The shepherds, they're allowed to walk out wearing sacks on Shabbos. Not only shepherds, it's true for all people. What you see from here is an interesting thing that even though the Mishnah said Anoid Menaksos is Mutabisak, but a Hilcha Shabbos, Dalach is in your ladder where a sack. What does it boil down to? A sack could be a beggar. And therefore, in the world of Hitzah, if somebody wears a sack, in certain circumstances where it'd be somewhat normal to do so, you're wearing a bag, and it's not considered that you're caring. But
But anoidim and aksus means aksus that people usually wear. And being that a sack is not something that people usually wear, as a result, it's going to be okay. One last gemara. Rabbi Huda Omer. Rabbi Huda said, "Hakolafi anoidim v'chulav." Rabbi Huda said in the Mishnah that if someone is anoidim and atzemer, is anoidim and apishton, so does it mean you can't wear it? Does it mean you can't schlap it? It depends what was happening at the time that you did it. So Rabbi Huda gave a little bit of a mashal in the Mishnah, and in the Brice, Rabbi Huda's mashal is a little wordier. Tanya Kate said, "Omer Rabbi Huda, hakolafi anoidim." What did Rabbi Huda mean when he said hakolafi anoidim? Hey, love it, semer. If somebody was wearing semer, they hate. And he was very uncomfortable. Vomari said, Koinim Tzemer, Oilolai. I'm making a Koinim, no more Tzemer. Also, little boys, see, now that a weird Tzemer, but the little time, but you let a Shlep Tzemer. Somebody was Shlepping Pishton, and he was Schwitzing. Vomari, and he said, Koinim Pishton, Oilolai. No more Pishton. But the little boys should be allowed to wear it. For us, a little time, you only would not be allowed to carry it. So, as it relates to raid for today's daf, it is. Erev Hanukkah, and the day of the recording, or the Bait Bayayim the Daf is the first day Hanukkah, so we'll talk a little bit in Yon the So, I recently was in Eretz Yisrael, and I had the schos to visit Hagoyen, Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer Shlita. When I was there, he gave me his most recent Sefer that he put out. It's a Sefer, in Yon Hanukkah, it's put out just now, Kislev Tovshin Pei Gimel, it's called Magid Varv Liyakov. And in his Sefer, in Simen Yud Zayin, he brings a minig that's quoted by the Benishchai in his Halachos in Parshas Vayeshev. The Benishchai says in one line, Umin hagenu lahadlik shemen lamar. The minig is to light a candle, l'chfoid nishmas rambeir balanes chusa yogan aleinu, in honor, in the memory of the Tana rambeir balanes, b'yoyim rishchoidish tefes. On rishchoidish tefes. And Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Seifer says that it's very awesome what the Makar to this minig is. And the Ben Eshchai didn't give any explanation for it. Rishchidosh Tevis is Hanukkah. But it seems like that on Rishchidosh Tevis, there's an Indian for a person to light Ner Lamar, the Choyk Nishmas, Remeir Balanes. He brings that Me Indian Le Indian Ba'isa Indian. He saw in the Sefer Moyed Lechol Chai, which was written by Agoyen HaMekubal Rab Chaim Palaji. So Chaim Palaji was one of the great. Svardash Ga'inim, he wrote close to a hundred Svarim. He's famous as being a Makubal, but he was a Goyen Oyom, and his Svarim literally were written on Kolatoy Rakula Beniglu Benistar. And he was a Turkish Rav who lived in the late 18th century, first half of the 19th century. And it is Sefer Moya the Cholchai, he says, Take a look at my son Avram, Rabbi Avram Palaji, Sefer that he wrote for Yechich Avram, and in there he wrote a Dover Nifla, and that is Roy the Cholbar Yisrael, Shabimei Hanukkah, Ubefrat. A person should give stalker to the Kupa of Rameir Balanes. And then Reb Chaim Palachi writes, It's a Dover Godel to do this on Hanukkah. And if a person does that, he's going to see Gavaldi Yeshua's. That on Hanukkah there's an Indian, Ubefrat on Rishchoidish Tevis, to be menadiv money to the Kupa of Rameir Balanes. So we have the Benesh in his Allahis that said that there's an Indian. That on Rishchaydish Tevis, on Chanukah, a person should lie the Lechtel, the Ilan Nishmas Rameir Balanes. And here you have Rabchaim Palaji brings from his son Rabbi Avram Palaji that there's an Indian that on Chanukah, Befrat Rishchaydish Tevis, he should give Stoko, the Ilan Nishmas Rameir Balanes. And if a person does that, he's going to see Gavaldagi Yeshuas and Kamuvin, this is Enoy Omer Eler Dershuni. So Yaakov Chaim Seifer says that he had a hard time finding the Sefer of Avram. But he found it, and over there he saw the Bir Hadavar. 
Why was it that Rabbi Avram Palaji said that a Yid on Hanukkah should give money and really in order for us to properly understand what Rabbi Avram Palaji said, we have to take a step back and we have to reacquaint ourselves with a Gemara that we heard when we were little children, uh, very, very well-known, it's a, a classic. So the context over there is this, the tragic story of Rabbi Hanida ben Tradian, who was one of the Asar Ruge Malchus. He had violated the Roman decree that you can't teach Torah and because of that, he was killed. Additional, additionally, to Rabbi Hanida ben Tradian being murdered and executed by the Romans, one of his daughters was taken into captivity and she was brought into a Kuba Shal Zoynos. Now the Gemara says that Rabbi ben Tradian had another daughter very, very famous story. Her name was Bruria. Bruria was married to Rameir. So Bruria goes to Rameir, and she tells Rameir, you know, it makes me very uncomfortable that my sister is in a Kubishal Zionist, and no one's doing anything. We have to figure out a way. We need to do some pidyon shvuyen. Rameir, you have to do something. Something has to be done. So Rameir says, I have an idea. The only way, however, my idea is going to work is if I know for sure that she's clean. I know for sure that she has no hana from what she was subjected to, and she's not being nichshel in any averis in this kubishal zaynas. So the Gemara says how Ramea went, and he dressed up like a Roman officer, and he was tevei her lavera. First she said, I'm a nida. And he said, no problem, I'll wait until you're not a nida anymore. He says, no, why would you want to do an avera with me? There are other people that you shouldn't do the avera with. And he observed and watched how every single person that came to where she was, she would react the same way. So he said, Shmam, you know, you see from here that she's kosher, and that she wasn't nichshel any Averis. says, if that's the case, so the Gemara says that he went over to the Roman officer that was in charge of watching this woman. And he says, how much is it going to cost for you to free my sister-in-law, for you to free this woman? He says, it's not a question of me taking money. I'd love to take a few dollars. Believe me, but the problem is I work for people that are a lot more powerful than I am, and they work for people that are more powerful than them, and you have no idea what a mess this can create if I'm going to free her. He said, no problem, I'm going to give you money. And he gives him a tremendous chov of money. He says, half the money you keep for yourself, and the other half, stop paying off people along the way. Any person that gives you some tzaris, you'll pay him off. So he says, I understand, but at some point the money is going to go dry. So what am I going to do then? So he says, I have an idea. The idea is... So I'm going to teach you a secret, that if somebody comes and it looks like there's going to be a little bit of a matzav of a, a tzara, you should say, And if you're going to say the words, you're going to see you're going to have Yeshua, you're going to be safe. So he looks at Rameir and he says, really? How do I know that's going to work? Seriously, what, you're going to co-sign it? You're guaranteeing me? He says, watch. So apparently there were dogs there that were hungry. They hadn't eaten in a little while. Rameir took something, he threw it at the dogs, and the dogs started running. And he tells him, quickly, say the words. He said, and the dogs stopped in their trap. Rameh said, clearly we're on to something. He took the money and he said, no problem. The Gemara tells the story how this person was eventually caught for freeing this woman and he was brought to trial and they brought him to the gallows and he literally had the noose around his neck and they're about to pull it and he gives a scream and then all of a sudden miraculously everything stops and they couldn't kill him and apparently there was some power to these words so finally they interrogate this Roman officer and they tell him who told you this? Like, where did this even come from? This whole Indian of under pressure, he had no choice. He had to confess. He said, I heard this from this great rabbi. His name is Rameir. And the Gemara tells a story how they tried hunting down Rameir and how Rameir was able to save himself. And the rest is history. The Chidah, in his Pesach and really in all his svarim, 
says that this Gemara is the Makar to a minig in Klal Yisrael, that if a person finds himself in an Esara, he should give Tzedakah, Le'ilui Nishmas, the Tana Rameyer, who's Rameyer Balanes, he should say the words, Elokad the Meyer Aneini, and if he does that, he's going to see Gavaldiga Yeshua's. The Chidah here in Pesach Enayim adds that if you take a look in the Ramami Pano, this is a Maimer Chikar Adin, it's Soif Chelek Aleph. He says that when a person says, this is very important if you're going to try this at home, a person should have Kavana and say that I don't really know all the proper Kavanas you're supposed to have when you say, it's above my pay grade. But at the same time, try to tap in to whatever kavanas Rameyer had when he said, That's what he says. As I in Ramami Pano, if you look on the side of your Gemara, and Gillian Ashas, on the words, writes, quote, I am of so Rabbi Kivega also wanted you to look at this. So if a person finds himself in an ace, sorry, he can say a lakad meir aneni. It's advisable. And the kavana he should have is he should be mechavin to what it was that a mayor was mechavin when he said the words a lakad meir aneni. This is the Gemara Avodazar Daf Yudches. We've all at some point in life heard this story. If you look at the Marsha on this Gemara, he says a dover nifla, which if you never heard, you might fall off your chair. He says the Marsha. This Gemara is a pellet. He says, I don't understand. Rashi says in Parshas Vayetze that the Ebeshter revealed himself to Yaakov and he said, I'm the God of Avram, Upachat Yitzchak. Elikei Avram, Upachat Yitzchak. Great Rashi, that why did the Ebeshter refer to himself as Elikei Avram and Pachat Yitzchak, not Elikei Avram and Elikei Yitzchak? So Rashi says the reason is, the Abish is not miyachit shmoy on people that are alive. So Frank the Marsha in his Chadushi Agod is often How could Rameyer have said a lakod the mayor aneni? He's been miyachit shmoy shal Hakadosh Baruch Hu on himself. We have a policy. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not miyachit shmoy alachayim. And Madach the Abish wouldn't say like Yitzchak on the other shehein hein amerkavu. So how is it possible that Rameyer would have said a lakod the mayor aneni? Says the Marsha, it's muchach from this kasha. Marsha. It's muchach from this kasha that we have a mistake. We think that when Rameyer said, we call the mayor Aneni, the school was, say, the God of Rameyer save me. It's not what it means. And the mayor is not referring to Reb Meir. Now, the Marsha says that Rameyer used the word mayor as in pun intended. Meaning it was a good way for him to remember that it came from Rameyer. But the Kavana was not Rameyer. So what was the Kavana? So the Marsha says two pshatim. I read to you the second pshat. Oishna Omar, elokad the mayor lano b'malchus yavon, the eibushah that was mayor lano b'malchus yavon. Hakoydemes benes haneiro shal Chanukah during the time of Chanukah. K'may sheyosad apayit umi yor loch mayor who yaneinu gam b'malchus zuhar rishal hatzlei sonu benes miyadei. Elokad the mayor aneini was tapping into the lights of Chanukah. And that's the school of Elokadamayarne. That's what he told him. He said that you want to get out of a matziv, you know what you should do? Say Elokadamayarneini. And be mechavin. That once upon a time there was a Golos Yavan, and there was a Choshech of, 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 of Golos, 
And the Ebishter was Meir Lanu through the Neiris of Hanukkah, through the incredible miracles and the Hava that he showed us. And if a Yid says, and he was able to tap into Hanukkah, through that he can have Gevaldi Yeshua's, and that's the whole Koyach of Elokadim Eyanein. So Rabbi Chaim Palaji brings from his son, Rabbi Avram Palaji, he said that he said, a Dover Nochin Adam Oit, that it's always an Indian in Klai Yisrael to give Tzedakah and to do things, and to say the words, Elokadim Eyanein. This is a schooler that has a Makar Nemon in Kadmoinen. It's part and parcel of the fabric of Klai Yisrael. But Bifrat Bimei Why Bifrat Bimei Because the oimek of how Elokadimei Aneni works is you're tapping into Chanukah. So Madach, you could tap into Chanukah the whole year and that's an Indian. Kalvachim, Rebem Benoishel, Kalvachim, Chanukah itself. When the iris of Chanukah are manifest. So certainly that's a double type. And he says, that's the aside. That is the underlying reason why you should do this. Sarah Yaakov Chaim Saif, it's Pasha, that's Pshan and the Benesh Chai as well. It was the same as Saira. It's because is somehow related to Hanukkah, and that's why you said the meaning is to like Neiros on Rosh Chodesh Now, why Rosh Chodesh is more than the other seven nights of Hanukkah? It's a good kasha. He says, I don't know. The connection between Chanukah and Rameir Balanes, Sayin the Minig that the Benesh Chai brought, and Sayin the Minig that Rabchaim Palaji brought, both based on a marsha. A marsha mesechtes of a desar daf which is a nifledig marsha, just because it's nifledig, and in terms of giving us a deeper appreciation and understanding of what exactly elokad meiraneni is. The emes is I found this minig in the Ashkenazish world as well. There's a sefer. It's called Shailas Vetshuva Siach Yitzchak. It was written by one of the ketoshim. His name was Rabbi Yitzchak Weiss. Hashem Yim Kamdame. He was the gaivet of Verboy which was a kehila in Hungary, not far from Prezberg. He was a goyen oilam. He wrote many, many svarim, ubetoicham, two chalakim and shayos chuvas. And in one of his chuvas, this is in Yerudeya, it's Simen Kufchav Dalet, he wrote the following to Rabbi Kiva Seifer, who was the gaivet of Prezberg. So this chuva was written in 1939. So again, it's hard to get the full background, but it sounds like what happened was somebody sent a, a letter to the Baal Siach Yitzchak and he told him, that the Prezberger Rav heard that you're telling people that you should give Tzedakah Le'ilu Nishmas Rameir Balanes HaChanukah. And he wants to know where you got this from. Like, what's the Makar to this Indian? And you're telling people it's a school of Ma'ilo. This is a school that really works. So he said, like, what's the Makar to this? Where does it all come from? So he writes back to him, and he brings the whole marshal with the Gansa Ganskite. And he says, You see from there that the Koyach of the Kodamayanini is really Hanukkah. Norvos, there's a Chiddush, you could tap into it the whole year. But Kalvachimra and Hanukkah itself. And he says, That's where this minute came from. And that's why I tell people that this is something that you're supposed to do. Because you see from here that this is the right thing. And then he says, A Dover Nifla. He says that the first Mogan Avram, this is the Ershta Mogan Avram. In Hilchas Chanukah. So if you start Hilchas Chanukah, it's an Erechaim, Simen Tov, Reish Ayin. Says the Mogad Avram, Noyagin Hanoorim Ha'aniyim, the young Aniyim, have a minute, Lesavev B'Chanukah Alapsachim. A Chanukah, they knock on people's doors, and they come collecting stock of a Kosov, Chanukah Sabayis, he brings from the Sefer Chanukah Sabayis, Tam Lozeh, a reason for this. So, Rabbi Yitzchak Weiss Hashem Yom Kamdama, he wrote to Rabbi Kiva Soifer, the Prezberger of, and he told him, I saw in a Sefer brought down in the name of your Heil Gezeh, the Chsam Soifer. That the Chsam Soifer said that this minute that the Mogan Avram was talking about, he wanted that you should give the Tzedakah B'Shas Adlokis Neiris. That's what he said. That there's a minute that B'Shas Adlokis Neiris, this is something that you should do. So he said a Dover Nifla. He says, everyone knows the Halacha 
that the Ner Chanukah you're not allowed to have Anah from. The Ein Lanu Rishus Lishtamish Behem Elu L'Roisim Bavad. And the Shulchan Aruch gives a muscle of what it means you can't have Anah from the Ner Chanukah. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Afilu Livdoik Ma'os Oylem Nois on the Oira. You can't be Boydik Ma'os and you can't count money. He says, Rabim Ro Vechen Tamo. Everybody asks why this is such a funny muscle. You want to know what the muscle is? You can't count money the Oira. Why would you be count, counting money? It's Chanukah. Your head is in the Oylemus right now. You're begalifin. You're sitting over here counting money. He says, I think it's a riot what Yezayda said. That the Minigan Klausro was to give stock on Hanukkah. And when did they give stock? They gave it. So somebody comes knocking on your door. And now you're going through your coins. You want to give him money. You're counting up your money. So therefore the Shulchan Aruch had to say that even though that's the Minig. And that's a Dover type of Afilu Livdaik Mois Alum Nois even doing that is going to be awesome. But the bottom line is the Iker Minig, the Iker Minig to give stock of the Ilan Nishmas, Rameya Balanes, is ready something that apparently was being discussed in Hungary before the World War. So it comes from the world of Turkey and Baghdad, the world of Rabbi Chaim Palachi and the world of the Benish Chai. It comes from Hungary. This is a conversation that's taking place between Goinim and Prezberg and Verboy. But the bottom line is, there's an Indian for a person to give stalker to the Kupas Rameir Balanas. I think it's Kedai to just pause for one second and understand a little bit what exactly is Kupas Rameir Balanas. So I know when I was growing up, it was a feels like a much bigger deal than it is today. But once upon a time, for sure, there was no thing as a shul that didn't have a pushka that had it a kupas rameir balanes. Women, when they would light candles, they would have a little pushka and they would give for kupas rameir balanes. What exactly is it? What does it mean? You're giving stalker. Who does it go to? It goes to rameir? Like, his ain't a clock? Like, who do, what do you do with kupas rameir balanes? It goes to stamishna? Like, what do you do with, uh, with this, this money? The emphasis is, there's a lot of history associated with this and a lot of controversy that was associated with this. And the controversy really heated up a lot in the 19th century. It seems like it, it happened twice. In the earlier part of the 19th century, circa 1820, and then about 30, 40 years later, it heated up again. And really, it began with a letter that was written by a Goyen whose name was Rabbi Aryeleib Katzenellenbeugen. He was the Rav of Brisk, as in Lita, and he said that as it relates to all money that anyone donates for Kupas Rameh Balanes, that money has to go to Eretz Yisrael. You have to take that money and you have to send it to Eretz Yisrael. That is the use of funds as it relates to any money that a person was menadev le'ilu nishmas Rameh Balanes. Years later, there was a letter that was written by great tzaddikim, uberoshim rablevi Yitzchak and Bardichev, and in that letter, the Chassidim, the Rebbes, claimed that they had a Messiah, that there was a Cherem that traced itself back to the Maram Alshech and to the Beis Yosef. That any money that a person was menadif, the Ilu Nishmas, Rameir Balanes, had to go to Ani Eretz Yisrael. Ubefrat to Ani Etveria. White Tveria, because that's Rameir Balanes is buried, and that was Mekoy Mishar Rameir. So it's for that reason, it would have to go to Ani Eretz Yisrael. It, this became a, a big tumult in the times of the Chassam Soifer and Rabbi Tzvi Hershlerim, where they would be miyashniv 
Eretz Yisrael, and we've spoken about this in the past, and there was a question where all the money should go, and a lot, a lot of people wanted to push the money to the northern part of Eretz Yisrael, and Kiddur, the Chesam wasn't very happy with the whole Miron Tzvah Tveria, the income of Koyme Laharach, and he wanted all the money to, to go to Yerushalayim. And one of the things they were saying is, is that they're raising Ramei Balanes money, and Ramei Balanes money has to go to Tveria, and the Chesam Soifer said, doesn't know what you're talking about, who said it has to go to Tveria, who said it even has to go to Eretz Yisrael, either was a Cherim, so this was a very, very big deal. But in short, if a person does want to go forward with this minig, and a person wants to be mekayim in the mahadrim, the mahadrim diga oifen, the inyan of giving stock to the Ramea Balanes, it sounds like the way to do it is, is for a person to give money to Aniyah Eretz Yisrael. That's the inyan. So the inyan is to give stock, the stock is supposed to go to Aniyah, and specifically to Aniyah Eretz Yisrael. But the evidence you could be soimich on a chuvas chasam soifer and chelik vav simul chavzayin who seems like maybe doesn't have to go tiny eretz yisrael, but it sounds like the lechatchilo to go away for sure. If a person wants to do this properly, it's for the money to go to eretz yisrael. But the bottom line is that's what this inyan of kupas rameir balanes is. It's just stucker where people would give stucker the initials rameir balanes based on the gemara of the zor. It seems to have a special school. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to say the words elakad meir aneini. You're supposed to be mechavin the ramami panu. Kivega brings it. The chidah brings it to the kavanis that rameir had when. He said, What you're doing is, says the Marshals, you're tapping into Hanukkah. It's amazing. And therefore, there's befratin in you to do it on Hanukkah because there's no better time to tap into Hanukkah than on Hanukkah because the Ashpoys of Hanukkah are so strong and they're so manifest on Hanukkah itself. So I was thinking two R's in line with this. The first R is, I think if you ask the man on the street, when you say alakad demeir aneni, what does it mean? They would say, of course, it means alakad rameir. In fact, there are people that say alakad de red meir aneni. The fidus marsha, it's mamish amaratzis. It's no shaykhis. It's not rameir. It's alakad de meir. In miloshin hameir laaretz, right? That's what's going on over here. But al kaponim, right? You would say for sure it's rameir. And, and there's truth to that. Because what you're doing is you are being menadif to money, even nishmas rameir balanes. So there is an element of alakad demeir aneni. But on a premiistic level, what's really happening? What's really happening, says the Marshal, it's the Lakod, the Mayor, it's the Nairs of Hanukkah, it's the Oyer of, of the Yontav of Hanukkah. That's exactly what you're tapping yourself into. So I think we've spoken out so many times, the Ain based Madrash Boy Chiddish, that the Michalus and the Sefer Devay Torah brings, that he had a Messiah from Sadiqim, that there was a Maisish Ayakachoy of Rav Herschel Mizidachoy, one of the great Rebbes. He was a Goisis, he was lying on his deathbed. And on his deathbed, he turned to the Chsidim and he said, I want you to give money to the Kupa of Rameir Balanes. Why is it so wichtig? We're doing so, and saying till him, and everyone's learning Ritzufis and everything. So why Tafka Rameir Balanes? He said, because a person that's lying on his deathbed is a goisis. And the Gemara says, Rav goisis in Lamisa. And Achri Rabban Lahatois. So based on that, there's a Rav that's paskini that really this person should die. But Rameir Shnita is that we're Chayshin And that's why when a Yid finds himself in an Eitz Tzara, what does he do? He gives Tzedakah, the Ilu Nishmas, Rameir Balanas, to tap in to Rameir Shnita, who's Chayish Lamiyuta. And the Mechsuza brings that he was Makabu from other Tzadikim, that really any person that finds himself in any Tzara, not only a goisis, but any Tzara Shatiya, he's in a Tzara Maybe because he's Rav Avoynas. And because he's Rav Avoynas, there's a big kitchen on him. But Ramey is Chayish Lomiyuta. And Ramey who sent Benkach, Benkach, Kriyim, Bonim, he sees the Pentaliyid, he sees the Miyut of Schuyos. And because he sees the Miyut of Schuyos, therefore the, the Messiah always was tap into Ramey Shita. Which Ramey? Ramey is Chayish Lomiyuta. Abelafia, now what's the real Oymik of Alakadamey Ramey? You're tapping at the Chanukah. What was the story of Chanukah? The story of Chanukah was a story of Rabbin Biyad Ma'atim. That is the story of Chanukah. It's the story of Giboyrim Biyad Chaloshim. The whole Yisoyed of Rameyer 
which is Gebot, the way that Sadiqim were masbir on Ramea Shita, that is Chayish Lomiruta, is literally rooted in Hanukkah. Now, now we go Basira, but in Hanukkah there's no right. The whole Yisrael of Hanukkah is, is that the Abishta performs miracles against the odds. The Chashmoinam the, the were underdogs. They were heavy underdogs. But yet they won, and they won in a convincing fashion. And the reason is, because on Hanukkah there's no statistics, and it doesn't matter who's supposed to win and who's supposed to lose. Because Hanukkah defies all the statistics. It defies all the odds. Tosidach Rameyer. Sir Rameyer Shita of Chayshin Lameyuta. Which is the Amami understanding of Elokad Rameyer Aneini. Is Mamish Hainuhach. With the idea of Hanukkah. Which is the deeper understanding of Elokad Rameyer Aneini. That's the first aura. The second aura is that you see from this Marsha. A Dover Nifla. And that is that a person could tap into Hanukkah even when it's not Hanukkah. Well, the Kodamei Arneni is not a din in Hanukkah, but frat on Hanukkah. But it's not Mesuyim to Hanukkah. So you say, Maris, a person could tap into Hanukkah the whole year. It's a very big Chiddush. Can you tap into Pesach when it's not Pesach? You're going to tap into Sukkot when it's not Sukkot? Pashtus not. There's a chiddush that a person can tap into Hanukkah. That there's a schooler that somehow yid can tap into Hanukkah. So what came to mind is a Dover Nifla that we spoke out once from the Kajal Glavagayan, Hashem Yim Kamdanai, who was Makabu from his Rebbe Davni Nezer, who was Makabu from the Chusharim, who used to say that the yid in Golis leapt from Hanukkah and Purim. It was Margula Bapumi de Chdush Arim. The Yisrael Begolus Elam Kian Rak Mechanical Purim. So the Kajaklova going said that the Rebbe Dabni Nezer used to be Masber. He said, What did the Chdush Arim mean? He said, Because every single Yontif, at the end of Yontif, you make Havdalah. But there's two Yom and Toivim that you don't make Havdalah on. You don't make Havdalah on Chanukah, and you don't make Havdalah on Purim. And the reason is because Chanukah and Purim is not something you ever say goodbye to. But Chanukah and Purim are Yom and Toivim that a person is able to take along with him. The Kajak Lov said that the Gemara says that a person's Chayiv to read the Megillah at night, Vilishnoisabayim, Shenemar, Lemanyizamercha Kovoid, Vilo Yidoim, Hashem Alekai, La Oila Maideka. That the Megillah can't stay beglinen, La Oila Maideka. Not only during the day, but it's La Oila Maideka. Because the Oiris of Purim, a person takes with him the whole year. And the Oiris of Hanukkah, Yid also could take with him the whole year. And he said, that's what the Chdush meant when he said the Yid in Golis, his Kiyim comes from Hanukkah and Purim. Because you don't make Havdalah Hanukkah and Purim. And the reason you don't make Havdalah Hanukkah and Purim, because there's something you can take with you. Because a Yid Bechol Matzav Shahu, if he finds a Choshech in his life, he could say, and he could somehow tap into the Ebishta who was Meir Eini Yisrael with the Neir Sachanaki, even if it's Chodesh Tammuz, it doesn't matter what Chodesh it is. It's something you could always take with you, and that's symbolized by the fact that we don't make Kavdalah after Chanukah. Because I was thinking that maybe, 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 in base Medrash Balei Chodesh, you could say, you have to speak this out. That is, why is Chanukah eight days? L'chayr, it should have only been seven days. The miracle took place for seven days. The eighth day wasn't a miracle. Well, the first day wasn't a miracle because it was enough Shemin for one day. So why are we celebrating a Yontif of eight days if really there was only a Ness of seven days? You know what the Pshat might be? Because we're coming to show that Chanukah is not Mesuyim 
to the days of Hanukkah. Because Hanukkah's iris come down to the world even on the day when there was no nest of Hanukkah. Every yon to this Mesuyan to this man when the miracle took place. But Hanukkah is the da Chiddush. You don't make Havdol on Hanukkah. And the reason you don't make Havdol on Hanukkah is because Hanukkah like Purim is La'olam Aydeka. Because a Yid could always say and he could always tap into Hanukkah. So how are we going to show, how are we going to symbolize that a Yid can take a Vach in the Gedei and make it Hanukkah even though Ba'atzim you don't have the iris and Dashboys of Hanukkah. We make Hanukkah one extra day. It's seven days Hanukkah because that's when the Iris and the Ashpoys came down into the world. That's when the Hanukkah was. But then we add one day. One day which really there were no Iris. What happened? Nothing. You lit them an Iris. It happens every single day. That always happens. So why are you probably Hanukkah? To show that Hanukkah is something that you could have. I feel in Mittenvah. That's the aside. Al Kopanim. This is the Indian of the Shaykhis between Rameir Balanes and. The Yontif of Hanukkah, I think at its core, it goes to the fact that Rameyu Shita, like the Svar Makhdashim said, is that he's Chayish Lomiyuto, which is what Hanukkah is all about. Hanukkah is a Yontif that defies statistics. People that find themselves in a Chayshech, where the statistics are stacked heavily against them. There's a special order that comes into the world on this, during the days of Hanukkah, where it's a Yontif of Rabbi Miyad Me'atim. It's a Yontif of Chayshin Lomiyuto. It's the Yontif of Rameyu Balanes. Maybe that's the reason. Kimavur like the tzaddikim said, that Yidin would go out of their way to give money to the Skula Hamoyilo, in the words of the Svar Makdashim, to the Pushka Rameh Balanes, a whole year, but Dafka and Chanukah.